0: Try to believe, though the going gets rough, but you got a to make it. All right, thanks to Dan Mullen for joining us before, head coach at Florida. Now, you know, it's one of these things. You get an SEC football coach on, it's exciting. But then part of me is like, I'm more excited for this guest that we're about to join us. He wrote... The oral history of the movie Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal, with Penny Hardaway, with Nick Nolte that came out in the mid 90s. All right. His name is Tim Rohan, and he is a writer for Sports Illustrated. And it's one of these things that is a lengthy read, but it flows. So you're not just sitting there because if you don't know what an oral history is, it's basically broken down into sections and almost interviews, like short clips from different people that are asked about it. So it's not just a long story. So you get the input of the people involved on different topics. And Tim is nice enough to join us here on 560 WQAM. Tim, thanks for joining us. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. First off, how did you come up with the idea to do this piece?
1: Well, you know, it was part of our uh, SI's annual Where Are They Now Package. Um, and yeah, headed by our, our editor, Adam Dorson, And it was actually his idea. You know, he grew up, and he was, you know, he really loved that movie. He thought it was like a time capsule of basketball in the early 90s. And, you know, we tried with our Where Are They Now issue, we tried to do a some sort of sports-themed movie uh, and get that involved. In, and it's a 25-year anniversary of Blue Chips. It came out in 94. So, uh, you know, he thought it would be a perfect time to, you know, go back and take a look.
0: So how did you track everyone down? <laughs>
1: well, I've been I've been working on this for a while. You know, the people in Hollywood aren't easy to track down. I mean, it was just you know good old fashioned uh, gumshoe reporting, and uh, I had a lot of time to work on it. You know, we were talking about this back in you know February March. So you know, you just you piece it together over time. But uh,
0: yeah. I saw, or at least to start off, I guess to to then transition to other things, that the character Pete Bell, the head coach of Western University, who eventually it it was Nick Nolte that uh, got the role. I saw some of the other names of actors that were interested in the role: Al Pacino, Andy Garcia, Kurt Russell. It just seems kind of odd if any of those guys played Pete Bell.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Well, yeah, because I mean, Nolte did such a great job, and it's such an iconic. uh you know, character for people that uh, you can't imagine anyone else doing it. But then, you know, that's how Hollywood works, right? I mean, there's a, they toss around a bunch of names, and then, you know, someone comes up with the right guy. And, you know, in the in the story, we talk about, you know, uh, William Friedkin, the director, and Ron Shelton, the writer, they basically uh, brought the script over to Nolte's house, and they knew that he was the guy. He was the guy they wanted all along. And, you know, they threatened to uh, sleep sleep on his front lawn until he said yes to do the movie. Um, I don't think they actually did end up sleeping over, but, uh, you know, they knew that Nolte was the guy they wanted.
0: Tim Rohan, Sports Illustrated writer, oral history of Blue Chips, joining us here on 560 WQAM. One thing that definitely stuck out in in this whole thing, I mean, a lot of great things, but Nick Nolte was the sexiest man alive at that time?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that, that was surprising. You know, I mean, it, it's 25 years ago, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was, you know, Nick Nolte's a bona fide movie star, and that's that was, you know, that's what I talked to Freakin' and, and Shelton, and they both said, hey, you know, the coach is, you know, obviously Penny Shaq, you know, there's a bunch of you know high profile basketball players in this movie, but the coach was going to be in pretty much every scene, so they needed someone with star power, and uh, you know, and the, the uh, in the story you could read, uh, you know, Nolte was a little uh, self conscious about being named the sexiest man alive, and so. He's trying to look for some more serious roles. And uh, he didn't know if blue chips and playing Coach Bell was going to be serious enough to help him kind of, you know, recalibrate his image. But, uh, you know, they ended up convincing him to do it.
0: And this was and the character was loosely based on Bob Knight.
1: Yeah. So Bob Knight, uh, William Freakin, the director, he's old friends with Bob Cousy, uh, you know, the Celtics legend. And Bob Cousy connected him with uh, with Bob Knight, um, and they ended up spending a couple weeks, uh, Nick Nolte, William Friedkin, uh, Ron Shelton, and some others, ended up spending a couple weeks in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, shadowing Bob Knight in the early 90s. You know, Bob Knight's at the peak of his, the height of his powers, and he, he let uh, a couple of, uh, you know, Hollywood-types hang around his team uh, for a couple weeks. which sounds, you know, pretty absurd, but... I think Bob probably, Coach Knight probably, uh, you know, figured it, it could be good for recruiting, you know, um, especially he was going to be in the movie, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, uh, it, it was, yeah, according to Freekin it was, uh, you know, the character Pete Bell was loosely based on, Bob Knight.
0: Now, one of the things that was obviously a key to Blue Chips was getting real basketball players to play these roles and not just having guys that have nothing to do with basketball and you get Shaquille O'Neal who obviously is a you know is a not even a budding star but he's one of the biggest names in basketball at that point. I mean, how big was that to land Shaq for this movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was big. I mean, everyone kind of told me that you know once they got Shaq, it was easy to get everyone else because it's always hard to get that first guy, right? And then once Shaq and, you, you know, he just gotten into the NBA and was making, you know, waves with the Orlando Magic, and uh, he was a big name. But the interesting thing was, you know, a lot of the, the players in the movie were recent college guys like Bobby Hurley, Calvert Chaney, um, and, you know, the, the, people, the people putting together the casting of uh, the basketball roles, they kind of hit this sweet spot where, you know, they targeted guys who were going to be leaving college and entering the NBA draft. Where you know they wouldn't be messing with their eligibility, you know, casting them in a movie. Um, so they filmed, you know, some of this shortly after the NBA draft, and that's why there was a bunch of guys in, in what was that the '93 draft um, that Penny was in. Uh, you know, you look back at the uh, the credits of the movie, and you know, a good chunk of the first round, you know, played a, had a cameo in that movie in one of the basketball scenes.
0: Tim Rohan. Writer for Sports Illustrated, the Blue Chips Oral History. He's joining us here on 560 WQAM. And what I find interesting, just to go back a little bit with Ron Shelton, who wrote Bull Durham and also this movie, the tie-in with White Men Can't Jump is so interesting because one of the scenes in Blue Chips where they introduce Shaq, the original concept turned into White Men Can't Jump.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, to give everyone the full uh, picture. So, Ron Sheldon wrote the script for Blue Chips. I mean, way back in the early '80s. Um, you know, just this, this, you know, the idea that the premise of Blue Chips is, you know, this coach is, uh, he's corrupt. You know, he decides he starts losing. He decides in order to start winning, he wants to start paying players. And that's been going on in college basketball for, you know, forever. And so. He wrote the script in the early 80s, but no one wanted to make that movie. According to Ron, he felt like at that time Hollywood just wanted, uh, you know, kind of hero sports movies. They weren't looking at, you know, the nitty-gritty of, you know, paying college athletes. So the script sat around for, you know, more than a decade. And, you know, while he was sitting around, Ron Sheldon got tired of waiting. And he took this scene uh, from his Blue Chips script and it was a pickup basketball scene. And if you've seen the movie, you know, the first scene with, or one of the first scenes with Shaq in it, you know, uh, Nick Nolte, Coach Bell goes to watch him play, and he's playing in this, um, pickup game down in the Bayou, uh, Bayou. And, um, you know, originally Ron Sheldon told me that, uh, you know, that scene had originally, that scene had been originally, uh, I ca- guess uh, set in, uh, Compton in, uh, in Los Angeles, but he ended up moving it, moving it to Louisiana. But, uh, you know, so he took that that scene of the pickup basketball game and uh, and uh, and he moved it and, and he made that into White Man Jeff can't jump. Essentially,
0: yeah, and it worked out there. Obviously, one of the top basketball movies out there. And I want to go back to another thing that you you put in the article and and one thing that you uh, you just said about the heroic sports movies that we want that hero at the end. That if you think about. This movie Blue Chips. They played basically two games the whole movie. They played the opening scene, that first game where they lose, and Nick Nolte goes crazy after. And then you have the next, the first game of the next season against Indiana with Bob Knight and Bobby Hurley's on Indiana. So that's this whole movie has only two games in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was. I mean, think, I think Shelton's original idea was let's, let's show everything. You know. I mean, they wanted when they played basketball, they wanted it to be realistic basketball, which is why they cast Tenor, you know Shaq, Penny, and all the real players. But uh, yeah, Ron Shelton's original idea was you know let's show this coach kind of going through this struggle of you know he, he, he starts the movie as this high moral guy, uh, you know your typical uh, you, know, uh, what, you know college basketball coach. I mean, you know I guess Bob Knight or. You know, whoever you, you you think in your mind's eye, and then, you know, he sees that he's struggling, he's on the verge of being fired, and, and he gets corrupted. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what interested them more. Uh, but the issue with that is, you know, then you have basketball players, you know, who have to act for extended periods of time. Uh, and I guess that's one of the, you know, critiques of the movie is that, you know, maybe the acting uh, – Especially on some of the basketball players' part, you know, left something to be desired.
0: Well, that's always kind of the the argument: is either you want realistic basketball scenes with true basketball players, or you want better acting, but you are not going to have good basketball. So it's like something's got to give there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, But you know, it sounded you know from what I you know, Freekin and Shelton wanted real basketball players, and that's why we're still talking about this movie twenty five years later, right? Because you know, young Shaquille O'Neal and young Penny Hardaway. And you know Bobby Hurley, Calvert-Cheney, and, and all these other guys. You know, it's it really is like a snapshot of basketball of the basketball world in 1994.
0: Now, uh, another thing that you pointed out in 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 this uh, you know in the story, uh, what was what was the Bob Knight, Dickie V situation?
1: Yeah, so there was um, you know there was a lot of tension on set. You know, William Friedkin is a very intense director. I mean, he did The Exorcist and The French Connection. And he kind of has this reputation for being just an intense guy he he uh you know i mean he's he constantly yelling at people but um you know it, it, everything kind of you know boiled over uh one day in the dressing room uh bob Knight was you know was in there getting ready to do his scene i think it was the you know probably the big basketball scene that was about to happen at the end of the movie and uh Dickie V comes in, you know, Dickie V plays himself, you know, he basically plays himself, the announcer, who's kind of you know, hyping up the game, and uh, this is all in the dressing room beforehand, and uh, he comes up to Bob Knight and, you know, basically claps him on the back, says, hey, Bobby, how you doing? And, you know, according to, you know, multiple people who, you know, heard about it, or, you know, the guys who were involved with the movie, you know, Bob Knight turned around and, you know, either pushed him or shoved him, or Punched him, you know. It, it's uh, it's kind of ambiguous uh, what exactly happened, but uh, Bob Knight, it, it seems, got physical with Dickie V. You know, he was just uh, he was just a little uh, frustrated. Someone someone told me that he, they heard he might have had a bad day at golf that day, but um, but then you know the the kind of the upshot is that you know so then Bob Knight has this incident with Dick Vitale, and uh, and then all of a sudden he's not going to come out and do his scene. You know, he's uh, you know he's kind of flustered, and so. William Friedkin, this this guy who had been, uh, you know, kind of uh, boisterous as a director, you know, have to talk Bob Knight down off off the ledge and get him to come out to do the scene. So, you know, it was just one of those, it, it, it sounds like it was an interesting set to be on.
0: Tim Rohan, SI writer, oral history of Blue Chips, joining us here on 560 WQAM. And, you know, you you talk about Nick Nolte was a huge movie star at the time. Shaq was a huge star. But yet, one of the biggest television stars that was out there was in this movie with Ed O'Neill when he was on Married with Children, and and everyone had seen him on there. And obviously, I mean, years later, you know, he's done Modern Family, so he's been on two very successful TV shows. But for Ed O'Neill, like, think about that. Like, he had a bit role in this movie, and he's one of the biggest television stars at the time.
1: Yeah, no, and Ed was, uh, uh, you know, if, if any's Ed was one of, one of my favorite people to talk to. So if anyone, you know, if you're an Ed O'Neill fan, I think you'll like this story. Um, you know, he had he had some great moments, just, you know, running, really talking to Bobby Knight at the bar. Uh, you know, it, yeah, exactly. Married with Children was at its height at that time, too. And so a lot of these people were excited to meet Ed just because they were fans of that show. Um, and, and, you know, I think Ed probably did the movie... You know, William Friedkin was a big deal, too. There was a lot of, you know, Ron Shelton has written some of the best sports movies of all time. So, you know, this wasn't just like a, a, you know, a dinky movie. Like, this was, you know, there were some heavy hitters, you know, in the cast. And that made for some interesting moments, uh, you know, when they all got together.
0: So why did, when it came out, why didn't it get the best reviews? But then years later, it still kind of hung around as far as sports movies you remember.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not a film critic, but uh, I, you know, just uh, could guess that, you know, I think some of the criticism has been the acting is poor, or, you know, I don't know if the story, you know, was disjointed perhaps. I think they, I think originally they, there was more, you know, they got, I, I think talking to Shelton and Freakin, uh, the, the original script or idea was more focused on, on uh, nolte and the coach's journey but you know because they got Shaq and Penny and and all these great you know star players to be in it they kind of had to focus more on that and you know so uh, you know and then they, we talked about the acting deficiencies maybe so you know all that could have played a role in the maybe why it wasn't uh you know critically acclaimed at the time but uh you know and, and the reason we're still talking about it is because of everyone who's involved right you know Shaq Shaq went on to be Shaq obviously Penny, Penny and Jack played together. Penny went on to have, you know, the career that he had. And, you know, there's just so many stars from that time. And the you know, same reason, you know, you're excited to talk about it. You know, my editor Adam Derson wanted to assign it because for basketball fans of a certain age, you know, who grew up with that, you know, it was almost – I'm sure it had a similar – you know, they're coming out with another Space Jam now, right? And for people of a certain age, you know, kids of a certain age in the 90s, Space Jam – had a certain place, you know, held a certain place in their heart, I think, you know, the same could be said for basketball fans of a certain age in the 90s, you watch Blue Chips, you know, if you were, you know, whether or not you were a fan of, you know, Shaq, you know, he was cool, he was happy, he was the, you know, the next young thing, and he was starring in this movie, and, you know, there was a lot of players like that in the movie.
0: Finally, I mean, it feels like just tying in Shaq again, that, that the recruiting job, in a sense, to get Penny to go to Orlando where some of the magic brass said, oh, maybe that's not true, but Shaq said, I want this guy now playing with me in Orlando. How true was that?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just kind of hit it there on the head. It's hard to, it's hard to say because, you know, Shaq over the years has always said that, okay, so, you know, during the filming of Blue Chips, they would play these pickup games. Um, that were, you know, warm-ups and kind of training for the movie, but also, you know, Shaq's a professional basketball player, and he wants to, you know, stay in shape or whatever over the summer. So him and Penny and some of the extras or, you know, some of the guys are playing pickup, you know, before they're shooting this movie, and Shaq and Penny get to know one another, and, you know, Penny is purposely, you know, feeding Shaq the ball, and, you know, he wants to play with them. And so Shaq's always said historically, like, hey, I called up the Magic and said, hey, I want to play with Penny Hardaway. Um, and I talked to two magic executives, Pat Williams and John Gabriel, and they, you know, they don't remember that. Um, and so, you know, they don't want to, you know, they, I mean, they, I guess they leave open the possibility that that did happen, but, uh, in their mind, you know, uh, there is a story that, that didn't make it in of, uh, you know, before the draft, a couple days before the draft, the magic worked out Penny again, uh, like, uh, I guess, you know, r- really just before the draft. And. He had this incredible workout and you know they kinda that of said that after that workout they decided okay we're gonna take him. Now did Shaq uh you know may Shaq have called the magic or maybe uh sent a message through his agent to the front office like hey this is this is how I feel, this is what I want us to do. Uh it's possible. Um but you know I don't know you know I don't know if it's not it's not as strong. It doesn't seem as if it's as strong as okay you know the, the magic don't remember it as okay Shaq told us to do this so we did it um but you know there's no denying that that's where they built their friendship and you know there's a possibility it played a role in uh you know them ending up together penny and check
0: if you want to find out more about western union of blue chips oral history check it out tim rohan si writer joining us uh ha- very happy for him to come on and give us a few minutes tim we appreciate the ch- uh the time and check him out On Twitter, you can find Tim Rohan on Twitter, and uh, Tim, very good work. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you soon. Hey, thanks so much for having me. All right, you got it. So Tim Rohan joining us there. That was interesting. I like that. That a lot of things that you could pull from that movie. And if you want to check out that uh, that article, you can obviously uh, Google it. But uh, go to you can check out Tim Rohan's. uh twitter at tim rohan r-o-h-a-n like uh rohan rohan davy and he has uh clips there for uh or at least links i should say to that uh that piece which was very interesting if you're into stuff like that t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours